Well, 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 good morning and welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth radio. We have a comeback, special guest, as always, with a little different topic for her specialty. Uh, she has been on our shows about a month ago, a little over a month ago, and we discussed digital marketing. And today we're going to go literally all the way out to her background and her other career life. And she's going to talk to us about something that is probably dear to us uh, in the last year and even going forward in our lives because of uh, COVID and the pandemic, um, you know, breathing correctly, uh, filtration, oxygenating, air circulation, air quality, all that good stuff uh, has been a big concern. And so we're going to try to bust some of the myths. We'll talk about some of the things uh, based on Monique Aydemundia's experience prior to her digital world, <laughs> which probably goes with her a whole life. So, so again, with us today, uh, you know, I was talking all like in secret and, and almost like in a, in a, in a very uh, bigger way, <laughs> but we have Monique Aydemundia with us today. Uh, she is back. Uh, she is the president of uh, the Dragon Digital Marketing. So if anyone wants to get into the online digital marketing, all the aspect of it, please seek her you know, services. She is great at what she does. All right. And but but, you know, we had a conversation and part of the conversation, I was trying to figure out her background. And it was interesting that she had a whole different world of uh, understanding of building filtrations and filters and all that stuff. And I'm not even sure what the ter terminology and the technical terms would be, but I'm going to leave her to, to give us all that, that good, you know, uh, juice and content and insights. So Monique, welcome back. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. And thanks for having me. <laughs> By the way, Monique, I'm following you. I mean, you know, on LinkedIn, I see you on all the different podcasts. So keep up the great work and just keep doing what you're doing. So Monique, I know last time we talked about digital marketing. We talked about the different aspects of digital marketing. I know it's a lot of good stuff. And we talked about how you can do business. But today, as I had mentioned in the introduction, we're going to be talking a little bit about your pre previous career or previous knowledge. So so let's let's go back in time. You know, how did you get involved in, in that world? And what is that world exactly? Yes. So I worked in the filtration industry for a while, for a pretty long time, five years. And I did marketing there. So I still was a digital marketer. I was a digital marketer for a filtration company. And I learned a lot about filtration during that time in HVAC and industrial filtration, as well as, you know, protecting people in their living spaces and all of that. And it's all about, you know, purifying uh, the air, purifying the water, uh, just purifying environments to protect people, to make sure everybody stays healthy. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's what it's all about. Well, it is it is obviously tight you know with 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 the current events or the, the the this last few few months events i mean certainly uh since the beginning of the pandemic uh you know uh, air quality filtration uh there's this fear uh where do i go the buildings that we've seen articles we've seen posts we've seen even uh media talking about uh quality of air building filtration you know changing filters doing this everything that has to be I guess viral uh, compliant <laughs> or viral, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 
proof, <laughs> virus proof, I would say. So, 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 so let's let's go about. What are the different types of filtration? I mean, there is water filtration, air filtration. Uh, you know, I mean, there's some people you know work in in these massive buildings and pretty much the whole air. I mean, there's no windows; everything's shut down. So there's a lot of that. So take us back on on that journey and give us a little bit of breakdown on how it all works. Right. So basically there are uh, three fundamental uh, states of matter and you can filter that. So there's air filtration, then there's uh, liquid filtration, and then there's gas filtration. So um, yeah, that's basically uh, what you can do. Or you can uh, filter solid particles as well. So it's basically a solid, liquid, or gaseous. Um, air qualifies as a gas uh, technically, but in the industry, we differentiate that a little bit. When we talk about gases, we typically talk about like gases from chemical processes that are that are not air basically, <laughs> right? So, um, and that's what you can filter, yeah. And then there's different filters and there's different filtration mechanisms to filter out the stuff that we do not want in subsequent process steps. So ultimately, quality of air means quality of, uh, you know, oxygenate in your body, <laughs> better brain, better function, better health, you know, the whole works, right? So it is a big deal. And talking about air, we can't live without it, ultimately. I mean, air and water, I mean, that's the, that's, that, that's basic elements, right? So, so, and both of them somehow, you know, especially in, in the light of the pandemic, uh, you know, people are concerned. There has been so many theories and different things. And, you know, in the beginning, people were skeptical about the virus and then people got serious about it. We were told there was no need for a mask. It was only for medical, you know, and, and, and you know, first, uh, you know, I guess responders. And then ultimately, they, you know, the directives, you know, worldwide was, hey, let's put masks on. But then recently, we also heard about, you know, now the the regular masks don't really work. You need to double them up at least, you know, to get a better, you know, uh, I guess, uh, potency, <laughs> right? But 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 people, that's on the mask, right? And then some of these masks are made for industrial, you know, use. Some of the masks are used for like surgeons and medical space. Uh, we talk about N95. Um, are there hundred? I mean, I, I'm not sure how much you know, but are they really that good? Yes, they're really that good. <laughs> uh, that's the short answer. The long answer is that, you know, bacteria, viruses, uh, fungal spores, everything that's in the air, they're, uh, they're solid particles, right? They're physically there, they exist. They're very tiny, so they're on a micro scale. Uh, their size is like the fraction of a millimeter. So they're like, um, yeah, really part of the microcosm. Uh, that's what we talk about. So they're really tiny, but they physically exist. So um, if um, there's something in their way, so to speak, that they can't pass through, so you have a mask in front of your nose and mouth, and they physically can't pass through because uh, it's an obstacle for them and they uh, stick to that surface and can't enter your system. It protects you. And uh, there's different fabrics and different filtration media uh, that are basically designed to filter out different types of particles, depending on how coarse or how fine um, a particle or a virus or bacteria, whatever it is. So viruses are really, really small. They're on the um, 
back end of the spectrum, so to speak. Um, so there's not a lot of things on this planet that are smaller than viruses. They're, they're a lot smaller than bacteria. They're a lot smaller than the cells in our body even. That's why they can attack them and they can you know, penetrate inside and cause damage there. So you need a really, really fine and densely packed um, material that the masks are made of that almost looks like a solid um, surface where nothing can pass through to um, really make sure that it doesn't let any viruses through. And the N95 masks have a filter medium that is made out of a material um, that doesn't let viruses pass through. Whereas other masks like the regular surgical masks or if you take like normal fabric like this and you maybe DIY a mask from like an old t-shirt or blouse or whatever, they have a lot uh, coarser grid of, of mesh, so to speak, how, how the fibers are, um, yeah, are, done, are woven together, or spun together, or knitted together. Uh, there's, there's different um, <laughs> techniques, how, the, how you can make the fabric too, right? Um, uh, and yeah, the N95 masks, they're basically designed to not let, uh, not let viruses pass through. For the naked eye, you may not always be able to see the difference, but you can definitely see it under a microscope that they're a lot more densely packed and they will not uh, let any viruses through to 99.999 uh, whatever uh, percent. So they're pretty safe and they keep you safe and it uh, works to wear them because it's, uh, it's, it's a physical thing. So the viruses exist, they're there, they're just really small. And if they have a barrier that they can't pass through, then they can't pass through there. It's so, basically like a sieve, yeah. Well, it, it, yeah. It, it, it's it's again the, the the reason I asked the question is that you know the problem with the N95 is that they don't they're limited in terms of who can get them even access wise. I mean to buy an N95 right now is almost like very difficult to do. So a lot of people tend to just buy the uh, the pack, you know, the either the blue ones like surgical masks. And some of them are not even surgical grade or medical grade. So they're not really to your point. I mean, if you literally look at the sun, you probably can see some race through, <laughs> you know, in some of those. And, you know, some people have show tests where they, they blow into a candle and you can see that the candle can actually get, you know, uh, turn, you know, shut down, whatever. Uh, so uh, it, it put out. So it, it's very, you know, interesting because everybody now is relying on masks. And I mean, until until the full immunization scale happens, masks are going to be still a part of our lifestyle. Right. And I hope that eventually it will disappear. But but until then, you know, we have no choice. But but people are still and we we've seen throughout the whole course of the year, despite the masks and all the precautions and the social distancing, we still had, you know, cases uh, that, that were in an uprising and, and, and they've been, you know, I mean, right now it's a little getting better. Uh, but for a minute, you know, it was just like back to where in the, in the beginning of the, the pandemic. And so so could it be I mean, had we had, for example, just in your opinion, more N95s would we had maybe avoided, you know, some of the, 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 the problems that, that occurred later on? I think that's the answer for me is yes. Uh, but unfortunately, we had no choice. Right. Um, also, some people may say, well, it's not working for me 
because you know I can't breathe in the mask. And then there was also controversial, controversial you know elements out there in the world that everybody says, well, mask, you are breathing back your carbon monoxide and whatever, and it's not healthy. And there was a big debate. I mean, in social media, talking about digital marketing, there was there were posts that were put down. There was Facebook. You know, then there was like fact checking. So it became a whole different topic of the hour, and it still is to a degree. So, so what would you say about that? I mean, just from a uh, an experience, at least you know, maybe in the clients, maybe in the digital world, have you heard anything? I mean, have you seen anything that that is unique about this whole process? Right. So the masks are basically like a super dense sieve that is uh, supposed to, you know, capture pollutants like like viruses um, and prevent them from entering your system. But it does have tiny holes inside. It's not like a solid wall. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to breathe through it at all. So it does uh, let some air through and it does have some tiny holes in the structure, like every material, every every fabric has because, um, yeah, it consists of fibers and a lot of fibers together make up the, the surface uh, the surface of any um, any material. So that's just uh, the nature of it. It wouldn't be like a woven or a non-woven material if it didn't consist of fibers and it was just like a, a piece of plastic, like a face shield or something, for example, is. But it's just the fact that it lets less air pass through than without the mask, right? There's a physical uh, barrier in front of your face that protects you from viruses, uh, which also means that it uh, allows less um, air to pass through. And for most people, it shouldn't cause any problems. Obviously, um, if you, you know, you do your grocery shopping with it, you go outside, uh, take a walk, uh, whatever, wear your mask when you're going to the mall or anywhere, basically, when you're not outside. But in some areas, you even have to wear when when you're outside. I've heard that uh, where there's a lot of cases. But when you do normal activities, you're not running or working out in them um, or whatever, where you're breathing more hev heavily, it shouldn't cause problems problems, but of course there are some people with um, pre-existing health conditions that have difficulty to breathe with masks and it may be impossible for them to breathe with the mask. But I think if the majority of people who can wear them and they don't have issues wearing them other than, you know, in the inconvenience of having to wear them, but no actual, uh, you know, medical reason, then it, it still helps a lot. You know, every every little bit helps, and uh, it's like a chain reaction. If you can pre prevent uh, one person uh, from being infected, you protect dozens, maybe even hundreds of people down the line. If you stop the chain reaction at some point, um, so um, it definitely helps. Yes. So 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 we'll we'll kind of link the mask topic to to the filtration as a whole. Now. Before the pandemic, I mean, you know, you go to Home Depot and some of these places, they sell these these larger masks, you know, the 3M masks that are more like uh, big filters for industrial stuff. Um, are they very, you know, similar to, to massive filtration systems? I mean, they're just basically portable ones for the human body, but, you know, they have these, these masks that, that were actually good. They disappeared from the market. It's hard to get them uh, now if you wanted those. I mean, it's like, uh, it's funny, couple of years ago I was just playing with something I'm looking at the mass and you know you get all these uh radiation mass and all the the like the 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 Cold War masks that they were selling online. Now you can't even find those. And I've seen people actually wearing those in the street. You know, some of the, the folks that may have had them and they're like basically a full headgear with these massive, you know, filters and they walk with it. And then now we've seen also a um a trend in, in some fancier masks. 
that have a little bit of a, a filtration, you know, device on the side or something like like a plastic, you know, air flow. I mean, are, the, are those really in, in your based on your experience working in the industry? Are those actually as as good as you know maybe the N95s? And they have the same classification. So there's different classes of filters, right? Um, and it depends on how much stuff they basically uh, let pass through and how densely they're they're packed. Um, so for example, the normal mass, like the surgical mass and the non-surgical mass at all that you make yourself from, uh, from materials that you have at your house, uh, they still allow less particles and viruses and stuff to pass through because there's still a physical barrier, just not as many, right? So the N95 masks are designed to let almost nothing pass through and um, you just lower your protection step by step. The, the, the lower the uh, filter class it is that you're wearing on your face to protect yourself. So everything helps a little bit. Um, it's just, yeah, the demand is just crazy high right now and supply can't keep up, right? So um, it's hard to get your hands on them, but um, if you can, you just protect yourself more if you have those, but you still protect yourself if you wear anything. Of course, it's less, um, but it's it's still protection. So it's still better than wearing none at all. Something is better than nothing. That's right. <laughs> so, so, so that's that's in terms of personal gear, right? That's we're talking about just the I wear my mask, you wear your mask. We all kind of help the purpose, right? Uh, but, but now, for people that live maybe in in suburbia or some more open areas, it's a little different. But people that live in condensed cities and metropolitan areas, and especially in buildings, high rises, as I had stated earlier, I mean they do share the same building, the same air. In a lot of these places uh so let's talk about that industrial you know grade level that is in the building uh how does that system the hvac you know kind of uh program works in general in terms of like the unit the filtration uh how often is, is it even recommended to maybe change those those building filters uh is that even good to help people uh really get a better air uh in their their apartments yeah so the principles basically are always uh, the same. You have the filter, it's a physical barrier, and um, yeah, it, it captures stuff on the on the surface or even in the depth of the uh, filter medium. And then at the end, um, purified air comes out, right? Uh, so you start with um, the dirty air, so to speak, the polluted air, and then there's a filter as the barrier, and then after, behind the filter, you have uh, the purified air coming out, and that works through an airflow. So you need an airflow for filtration uh, to work. So the air has to be directed uh, through ducts and through the filtration system of the building to um, pass through the filter with a specific um, you know, air pressure with a specific velocity for it to work. And those filtration systems are, um, you know, designed for that. So they're optimized for a specific air pressure, for a specific uh, stream velocity, and so on and so forth. So you can't put any filter in any filtration system, and everything has to, yeah, just, just be aligned and designed to work together. And uh, yeah, that's what the professionals who set those up do. And it has to, uh, a filter has to be changed 
when you just um, can't guarantee the, the full efficiency anymore. So at some point, if it's if it's too full, basically with stuff that it has collected, um, it needs to it needs to be changed. And that depends on you know how um, what what a purity level you want. Like what what are you okay with, right? Do you want 99% or are you okay with 95% uh, of the efficiency or are you okay with like 80% of the efficiency left? So that that depends on the standards that you uh, have basically. Um, yeah, how often you uh, you want to change it. Wow. So, so I mean, in general, if, if the, the building maintenance is done correctly and there's, there's oversight, I mean, people should be comfortable enough that, you know, the system will do the right thing for them. Obviously, they have to take precautions and, you know, I mean, again, when we're talking buildings, I mean, you do share, you know, uh, common hallways and elevators and stairways with other folks. So, so definitely when you walk out of the apartment, you have to be, you know, taking all the precautionary, you know, necessary steps that you need. But, but so that's interesting. Now, um, the industry itself, uh, I mean, how large is it? I'm just curious. Yeah, it's a pretty large industry. There's a lot of um, areas um, in this world, a lot of industries in this world that have a need for filtration. So it's uh, not just, you know, in our personal lives like face masks or uh, you may know this air purifiers that, that you can uh, put in your room or humidifiers or mm -hmm. whatever or filters that you have and let's say cigarettes or your AC that you have at home, uh, things like that, or like there's filters and laser printers that protect you from the, um, uh, yeah, the- So I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, you, you didn't know? Yeah, so um, it would be threatening your health if there like wasn't a, a filter inside that laser printer when, yeah, when it prints basically. So there are some, or like even vacuum cleaners, like they have filters inside. So there's a lot of uh, different appliances um, in our everyday life as consumers where you uh, need filtration, but there's also a lot of um, industrial applications that have to do with, uh, you know, sustainability, protecting the environment, um, preventing pollutants to reach the outside air basically and, and pollute our environment. Uh, like we see in a lot of Asian, Asian countries where there's a lot of pollution and people like long before COVID had to wear masks, uh, stepping outside their house because there was so much smog and stuff um, in the air and things like that. And then it's um, also about, about optimizing processes. Uh, sometimes you just uh, need cleaner air to have... Um, to have more products that make it through the quality standard. Like, like let's say, for example, um, in, let's say, when cars are painted, right, in the industrial painting industry, if there, if there is a lot of particles and stuff in the air, it causes paint defects, like you can see it, it's, it's not perfectly painted, right? There's little imperfections, little bumps, little uh, whatever, if there's dust or grains of, of whatever in the air and uh, just mix with the paint as it's sprayed on, uh, as it's sprayed on the surface. So the cleaner the air is, the less paint defects you have and the uh, more parts are perfectly painted. Uh, so you don't have to scrap them. You just optimize your process. You lose less money. You just, um, yeah, imp improve the entire process so that would be a great example or in the food industry um if you have super clean air you have less food spoilage so you have more food that you can sell to 
uh, the supermarkets or the end consumers or whatever. And your food will have a longer shelf life because, um, you know, within the packaging, like there's no, uh, no particles that would cause it to spoil er uh, earlier and um, yeah, pollute that, so to speak. So there's a lot of uh, different applications that you wouldn't think of as just a normal everyday person that require filtration. Um, and yeah, it's a pretty large industry. It's oftentimes also required. There's regulations that have to be met. Uh, there's um, only a certain amount of um, pollutants that can be in the air when you like blow it out, basically out of the out of out of the plant, out of out of the production hall, and stuff like that. And uh, it's controlled, so there's government regulations on um, you know. Was that DEP and or EPA? Uh, excuse me. Was that DEP EPA that kind of those kind of agencies? Yeah, that, and then for the food industry, it's the FDA uh, that regulates it. So yeah, S sometimes it's just also environmental groups, uh, just standards. In the EU, I believe that they um, they have a they have a standard that has to do with some climate certificates, and like um, each country has agreed to like only have this certain amount of CO two emissions or whatever emissions. Uh, according to like their size or how many how many people live there so whatever so there, there's a bunch of different uh, standards what's allowed also when it comes to waters you can't just you know um, lead any any chemical waste that you have into into the rivers or into the ocean so there's regulations for that too um, it has to be filtered so they still can do that and still can um, you know put some stuff into rivers and oceans and things like that but it has to be uh, filtered before that's the worst part, so to speak, are no longer in it. And uh, yeah, there's a need for it. So that, that that actually, you actually were ahead of me in this because I was going to ask about the impact, the environmental impact, but also, uh, you know, like there's a lot of groups today and there's a lot of movement against, you know, like for organic, biodegradable and all this stuff. Now, did the industry kind of adapt a little bit more of that, those, those things? Like, for example, are the, the filters biodegradable, for example? Uh, I mean, I'm not even sure if that even, if that's possible, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of innovation right now in all the aspects to try to help the environment by introducing some nature-friendly stuff. Uh, and again, I know all industries are adopting, you know, some of these things. To what degree think i mean based on your knowledge that you know that, that the industry has gone right now i mean yes they they do do the basic stuff that is standardized but do they do more in terms of just like you know being ahead of the game yes for sure and it's also super requested a lot of people are more conscious about uh you know their environmental footprint so some uh filters are biodegradable uh some are not uh, some are even reusable and you can uh, wash them and literally put them in an industrial washing machine and reuse them again a couple of times until you have to buy new ones. It depends on, you know, the application, what you use them for as well, um, and the material that the filter is uh, made out of, so to speak. But yeah, it's a trend and it's, it's very big in the filtration industry because sustainability is a big topic in general and one of the main uh, purposes that, you know, filtration serves to. All right. Well, thank you for that. Now, now there is a a big concern. Well, at least I think there is uh, in the uh, I guess the airline industries. And the reason I'm saying the concern is that you know obviously you know if you're traveling, if 
for an hour or two hours is one thing, but if you're traveling across, you know, uh, to the, the other continents or across the Atlantic or the Pacific, uh, or going south to Australia, whatever you're going, you know, the, the distance is long. And now you're in, in this small aircraft, well, it's not physically small, but I mean, compared to <laughs> any other buildings, they're very tight spaces. And the, filter, the, the air is basically recycled over and over. Um, do you know of any, um, I guess, changes or uh, enhancements that have been put in place today to maybe uh, tackle the, the topic of COVID or similar viruses and things like that? Yes. So uh, there's basically hardly any filtration system that uses 100% recycled air and recycles the very same air over and over again. There's a certain percentage of fresh air that is fed into the old air, so to speak, and mixes with that. So you have some air changes going on there. Um, and you can um, play with that. It's like a variable, so to speak. You can use more or less. So you have uh, more or less air changes per hour. And if you use more fresh air, let's say um, it used to be 10% and now it's 20 or 30%. Um, and then you also um, increase the, the circulation, so to speak. So you have more air changes per hour too. Um, and you yeah, circulate it uh, faster, so to speak, so that the old air doesn't stay as long in the, in the same room as it used to. Uh, you can get it pretty uh, purified, yeah. Well, well, I, we're talking it, airlines. It works in airlines? Yeah. In a plane? That's, yeah. Wow. See, that, that I would have never thought about that, that they're actually circulating fresh air. You know, uh, one certain degree, yeah, a, a little bit, yeah. Okay, all right, that's cool. I mean, I, again, uh, the reason I'm asking the question, obviously, people have concerns traveling right now. I mean, considering that a lot of travel is limited, but but certainly everybody's eager to travel, and now you have to have the masks on while you're in the air. But still, people are concerned. I don't want to be close to people. I'm not sure if the air is clear. I mean, I'm not going to suffocate, and I'm not going to be. I have. You know recyclable air here and i have a mask on i am really not gonna have it so a lot of people would probably choose not to travel so the idea is to share that you know there's still good weight you can still travel there's still going to be good breathable air and things like now of course we're not you know specials you know specialists in this or or doctors or you know we can give that kind of advice but at least you know based on on the industry there are some real valid things and, and enhancement that are being put in place to kind of accommodate for these things and hopefully the fears can go away. So, so I mean, you really give me something told I never thought that that would be the case because I'm just thinking like, where are they going to get the air from? <laughs> you know, it's kind of scary, but, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting that they do have to compensate and, and recycle as they go maybe longer distance uh, that, that, that process is repeated. So that's pretty interesting. All right. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that's, that's standard now in, in all uh, airlines. I hope so, yeah. <laughs> Not an expert on, you know, the, the airline industry, but I hope that they, you know, uh, just, yeah, just have increased the amount of air changes and use more fresh air or whatever, have level up their filtration systems and, you know, just improve everything and make it stricter and stricter and aim to achieve the best possible outcome and the cleanest area that they can possibly have now well, someone, someone is watching us today and they have expertise <laughs> in that would like to have them on the show maybe they can give us more but but certainly it, it, it is going to be a topic that we that would be pretty much interesting to hear more about in detail um now now um you know, we, we talked about different filtration we talked about air uh 
we talked about a little bit about water, but now the water filtration. Uh, I mean, it's the same industry more or less, but now it's just you know applications can be more broad because it's a little different and it's it's uh, anything that has to do with water contained anywhere. I mean whether it's you know seawater, river water, mountain water, lake water, whatever, or or just you know household water that's being produced. I mean I know uh, on a, I took a, a tour on a ship one time. And just to understand how the water filtration, how they do the, the black water, they have different, you know, names for these things and because they want to separate them and then how they, they kind of uh, neutralize them, you know, some of these things. And then, then they, they, they put them into the sea clean and some of the, all the stuff that is bad for the sea is actually removed and kept on the ship until they go on land. So it's pretty interesting how they do all those dynamics. And uh, so, so in your experience, uh, how intense is that? I mean, I mean, that is, again, water, we talk about air, and then water is just as important. <laughs> and, you know, you said earlier, I mean, rivers and see, you don't want to just dump stuff in because that would pollute everything. I mean, if we have protection on a laser printer, I mean, we should have protection in our rivers, right? <laughs> so to what degree you think that is being, um, you know, really um, controlled? I mean, I'm sure there's got to be limitations uh, to what people can do, because I mean, you can control as much as you want. There's always, you know, uh, a risk, right? Um, but but what what systems you know that you're familiar with that can be either used in home or in a natural building or in general and just in uh, in public yeah i think it's equally important because it's all part of our environment right our waters are important our air is important uh yeah we live in this world and it's it's equally important uh there's a lot of things that you can do with water as well starting from you know filtering uh, your pool, for example, there's a water filter in there that filters uh, uh, that water. You're in, you're in the south. You're in Florida, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the north right now. Pools are closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's public pools as well. They, ha they have filters as well. Um, yeah, if you have an aquarium or whatever, uh, there's shower heads with like um, filters inside. So your water is like less scaly and just, yeah, softer, feels better on your skin when you uh, take a shower with that kind of shower head. So there's a, a lot of applications and a lot of things that you can uh, filter out of uh, your water. Water can have different pH levels. It can you know, be more acidic or more alkaline. Uh, it can be harder or softer. So there's actually like a, like a degree of, of hardness in water too, uh, depending on where it comes from, like uh, on the country, uh, water may be uh, better than you know the water um, in a city or whatever, um, if you if you live in the mountains or whatever, and you get your water, sure. spring spring. water. <laughs> right? There's there's a lot of differences, yeah. You know, it, it, actually, I did have a good experience. I was on on um, in the Pocono Mountains, and and there was a nice little stream. It was like just about spring. And that water was the purest possible water. I mean, again, from an eyesight, it looked pure. <laughs> I don't know, but it, 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 did, it did look like really pure, just, you know, uh, coming down in the mountain, filtered through the ground. Uh, and it tastes so soft and so delicious. I mean, I, I, water doesn't have a taste, but really, like, you almost kind of build a taste for it. So you're yeah. right. I mean, it's, and people buy actually spring water for that reason. Again, uh, when it's it's put in a bottle, it's not really as fresh as it's in the stream, but but certainly it gets to you to a degree. <laughs> right. uh, but but you're right. There's there's filtration on the fridges, right? Everybody has a fridge. I mean, there's water that's being circulated through, and uh, you know that might be one. Uh, it is it is a a big thing. I mean, a lot of people buy their own filters. 
actually you can buy these little pitchers you can buy these little you know uh, machines uh, to get filters I mean you can go to some of the large surfaces and buy your own water filters as well you know to just and then you have people that don't have um, what do you call um, like municipality water type so they have septic tanks and they have like you know water filtration systems from well water that's another you know uh, component now um, those are like serious you know filters I mean they're not just light filters i mean they do have multiple particles and multiple you know you know e components to make sure that water is really cleaning up yes there's even different filtration stages and each stage uh specializes in filtering a different component out of the water so municipals they they go through a couple of steps and they have a couple of those huge tanks where uh the water you know passes from tank to tank through different filtration stages until it's really clean and purified so it's not just one step from you know dirty uh water uh filter and then clean water but it has to be uh, filtered a couple of times and typically what you do like you uh, filter the the coarsest uh, things that you don't want in there out first and then you go uh, finer and finer and finer until um, yeah you're really purifying it to the, the cleanest level that you want and, and that's how you do it is that is that the osmosis process is that what what that is because I mean I, I've heard that 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 word and I still can't figure out what yeah. it is. It's but. typically strategically directed uh, towards the filter. So there's typically like a, a stream going on um, in a direction. So it's not it's not just, you know, um, yeah, it's not, it's not just osmosis and the uh, particles um, just distributing themselves with, yeah, equally or in whatever direction they, they feel like <laughs> distributing themselves but they're directed towards the filter and there's some kind of a stream to just make it more efficient and direct the process, have more control over it. And obviously it's also a lot faster that way. So you pass a certain amount of water, certain volume of water uh, through the filters in a certain amount of time. So you can also, you know, calculate with that and well, design the process and optimize it. They got to take it. Right? Excuse me? So they take lead out and all that stuff. Yes, yeah, they take the lead out. They take a lot of stuff out. Yeah. Wow. Uh, listen, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty uh, intense, uh, you know. And and again, there's the the stuff is serious that people, these companies are, you know, they understand that whatever they're producing can have a very severe effect on other folks. And um, we hope that uh, they do the due diligence and they do have all the monitoring that needs to be there and the measures to really give us the best potential product out there. And we hope so. Um, so what else can you tell us about just, you know, the, the filtration in general uh, systems or, or industry to date? I mean, do you, like, especially in, in, in the new phase of our lives after COVID, anything that comes to mind? Yeah, I think COVID has made all of us more health conscious and called attention to a lot of things that we, uh, you know, we took for granted or we didn't even like realize that they existed and they're there. And um, if, if it stays like that and people are more conscious about that and about their own consumption, consumption behavior and the environment and everything, I think it's going to benefit all of us in the long run. Well, I think I think that's that's a very uh true statement and you're right i think everybody now is aware and to a degree that we were not before and everybody is more conscious about it and everybody's doing their part which i think before we might not have been 
to that degree. <laughs> so, so um, well, listen, uh, I think there's there's plenty of content here that we've shared. And uh, so now I want to just go quickly and, and, and close out with a little bit about you and the digital marketing world. So I want to bring you back to, to, your, to your element today. Um, how, you know, what would you tell us a little bit about just maybe a strategy or two that you would people would like people to hear about in right now in terms of digital marketing? Yes, um, always talk in terms of the value for people. So the filtration industry, uh, it can get really, really technical and there's a lot of numbers involved and a lot of engineering involved. And um, yeah, it's, it's super technical. There's a lot of uh, features that the uh, filtration products have. And as a marketer in that industry, just like in any industry, you have to translate that into benefits and values uh, for the end consumer, what they get out of it. So you don't want to, you know, talk about how efficient your filters are and, you know, what they do and what features they have, but you want to talk about that you protect people, you protect the environment, you make the world a safer place, um, you help people to live more carefree and to, yeah, not, you know, not have to be worried about um, getting sick because of their environment that they live in. And yeah, just just improve the the world and improve the quality of life for everybody at the end of the day. So you always want to speak in terms of values and benefits and not as much um, of product features. And I think that one of the most valuable assets that we have is our health. Um, so we should take it seriously. Everybody wants to be um, healthy and, and free of pain and just have a happy life. And that is a much stronger marketing message. And um, yeah, the art really lies within the communication of the people who work for the product and the engineers and everything. And then being like, yeah, the, the middleman to the end consumer and translating all the technical or jargon and the jobbledygook into things that consumers not just can't understand, but they also value it um, and um, yeah, get the message. And that's really important in the in the filtration industry. And I think that's taught me, um, yeah, to do really good marketing for a lot of very abstract industries, for a lot of very abstract technical industrial um, applications that most people would be overwhelmed with, or they'd have a hard time to think themselves into and really understand the company and the brand and what they do. And um, so, yeah, Dragon Digital Marketing, <laughs> we can really um, understand your business um, no matter what industry uh, you're in or what you do. So we're used to it and, um, <laughs> yeah. You, you can tailor it to the yes, right exactly, yeah. and understand how to funnel that message. Exactly. Well, Monique, as always, Thank you for the opportunity, uh, first of all, for accepting the invitation coming back and also for some, you know, we took you back into your, your old, uh, you know, digs and your old, uh, you know, uh, history moment there and, uh, you know, maybe some little nostalgic moment there. But but definitely, I mean, you've given us some, some insights that, uh, you know, I personally have not known some of the facts you've given. Uh, probably a lot of people may not have heard of those things because uh, we're not involved in those things. And uh, and certainly, uh, I, I like the last piece of advice as well uh, in terms of just as a business, in terms of marketing and things like that, how to really approach it. So um, always great insights 
and uh, I'm I'm still keeping up tracking all the, the shows and all the, the the talk shows that you're doing and the podcast. So check out Monique. Uh, she's very active. She's in, in almost every day in the podcast. So so and different topics about marketing, digital marketing, different aspects. Now uh, her website and her information is on the, the the actual show description. So again, check her out, check her company and her services, and uh, give her some love. All right. Uh, so with that being said. Uh, have a great uh, rest of the weekend. Hurricane H here. Thank you for watching the iHealth channel and listening on iHealth Radio. Monique, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure as always. You're welcome. <laughs>